Hey, everyone. We are back with the Fractional Edge here at FRAC 2023, and I have Henning with me. So Henning, tell us a little bit about who you are, what is your fractional focus, and your story. Absolutely. I'm Henning, Henning Schwinum, just so we get the last name right. My fractional superpower is sales, mm. uh, but I am not a fractional executive myself. That was the original plan four oh. years ago when I left my last corporate role. That's what I wanted to be. But I quickly realized that I wasn't well connected enough. I didn't know enough CEOs, founders, owners, board members, investors to find these roles easily. Mm. And so uh, when I looked for a matchmaker, an agent who could represent me, who could help me find those assignments, I couldn't find one. And at that point, I decided to pivot and build the matchmaker. And so that's what Vendux uh, is today. We are the only matchmaker in the sales leadership space with a sole focus on sales leadership roles. Interesting. So you didn't have your community. You couldn't figure out how to get there. So you built it. Absolutely. It's a very build it and they will come, right? (laughs) No, (laughs) because you do have to work hard to make sure they come, especially in a model that's two-sided, like a marketplace. Uh, You have to work on both sides and put them... work on them in balance mm. so that uh, you could grow them uh, in sequence or not in sequence, but in uh, in parallel growth modes. So is there an industry that you focus on finding sales executives for? There is not an industry focus per se, uh, because our roster of executives today represents every possible vertical you can think of. Mm-hmm. In addition to every single product you can think of, every possible growth stage a company is in every deal structure, every sales scenario that you can think of. But over time, and now after four years in particular, there are clusters and we cover three big clusters and they represent about 90% of our assignments. And that is SaaS, Mm -hmm. pure SaaS, tech, so often tech plus SaaS or tech plus data. And then the third one are professional services companies. Got it. And then we do some outliers, automotive, chemical, television, and those sorts of things. So we can cover a pretty big gamut of industries. So if there are tech CEOs and founders and, you know, with the big shakeup that's happened recently in IT, there's a lot of people who are considering going into their own businesses, launching their own ideas because they're no longer incubating it in the larger organizations. You would be somebody that they would call to help them find the right connectors, the right sales folks, the right revenue people? Yes. Um, in a lot of cases, our executives come in when the organization is still founder-led when it. it comes to sales. So it's either the founder or the founders selling themselves or the founder leading a small sales team. So in essence, still founder-led. And our executive is the first quote-unquote professional that comes in. Yeah. I would just think that if you're an IT guy or a SaaS guy and you've got that great idea and you're building that company, I don't think sales is your magic point. No. um, Now, a lot of tech founders, because they are the founder and it's their idea, they are good salespeople. They can represent their product. But there are two um, fallacies that they fall prey to. The first one is that they think that the way that they sell is the way everybody else should sell it. Mm. And that just doesn't work. They're the founder. 
Somebody else is just the sales rep. And the other one is that they, um, they initially go to what I call friends and family, people oh. that they know. Mm -hmm. That doesn't reflect the scaling of the product when it's about going to people that have not ever heard of you. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I gotta go. I'm, I could talk about this forever, but I have to keep going. Um, so in your experience as a fractional executive or as placing fractional executives, what are the strategies or best practices that get you consistently positive results? I, I would answer that more from a viewpoint as a matchmaker. Yeah. And uh, with now 600 80 or so executives that we have on the roster and a continuously growing community that we uh, represent, we can match based on paper. Mm -hmm. So we started using software um, off the shelf that we could find, but that very quickly wasn't good enough anymore. So our best practice is that we build our own matching software that truly allows us to find people on very detailed criteria, such as how long is the sales cycle? How What's the deal size like? Who is the decision maker they're selling to? Mm. Uh, what type of sale are we talking about? Is it enterprise, transactional, value-based? All of these are different scenarios. And I feel that the success of a fractional assignment is based in on finding the right person. This isn't based on culture. This isn't based on you're a great guy. Uh, this is based on having done this before gotcha. so that they come in and bring the expertise right from day one. No learning curve. Yeah, I was about to say, and just shorten that learning curve so that you get to market faster or you get to that scale that you're looking for faster. Yes. So what's the added value when organizations work with Vendux? I mean, you said that you've got also a professional services arm. Is that yeah. something that's part of your added value? I would describe our added value as... Um, something that goes beyond the connections that someone has. Every founder knows someone who works in sales. I'm under no illusion that that <laughs> is the case, right? Every founder has built a network. They're, they're investors, they're board members, they're, um, uh, you know, they're, the community they're part of has told them, you have to go out and build connections. So they know someone. The question is, is that the right person? And our value is that we represent such a broad uh, roster, such a deep spectrum of skills that we can always find the right person. And we can always find the person that checks all the different boxes that we agreed upon beforehand, not during the interview process, but before we even introduce somebody. And we have built our whole model on subject matter expertise, because I spent 25 years in sales myself, as did my co-founder, as did the first partner we took on. I find that really important to point out because we're, we are focused on sales because we are sales leadership practitioners. Got it. So what are some of the challenges that you usually face as uh, when getting these fractional executives matched up? Do do you have the resistance that it's a fractional role when you're doing those matchmaking? There are resist. There is still resistance uh, towards the whole fractional model, um, and I think 
that that will go away over time or will become less. In the four years that we've been doing this, I've already seen how the acceptance has grown over time. Um, so that that's always that at this point is always there and has to be taken into account. The key challenge for us is that most companies, most founders or owners or CEOs, they aren't in the market for a fractional executive. They don't come to us and say, Henning, I need a fractional CRO for two days a week for six months. Yeah. That rarely happens. <laughs> Wouldn't that be well, wonderful? <laughs> yes. What happens is they come and say, I have a problem. My sales team sucks. Yeah. I don't have a sales leader. Um, they tell me I need to do this, but I've never done this before. Those are the types of challenges they come to us with. And now we begin to scope an assignment around those challenges. And if the fractional sales leader is the solution to the problem, then we have ourselves a client. That's amazing. And how long have you been doing this now? Four years? Four years. I just love this concept. Um, where do you see this kind of, so you do the sales side of it, but just the fractional world, um, when you think about organizations that are starting up and scaling, I always think about, okay, when it gets to scaling, we have to start thinking about workforce planning. You know, when you are hiring a leader who is then in turn hiring a sales force, how do you see that fractional executive really kind of embedding themselves in an organization to ensure that that sales force is successful? I, it's part of my workforce planning brain. I'm like, I want to make sure this works. It does work because contracting someone is no different from hiring someone full time. Um, there, to me, there are a couple of factors. The first is, as soon as the person start starts, you forget how they actually came into the organization. They are the VP of sales. Mm -hmm. They are the CRO, and that's how you treat them. Um, and the fact that they're fractional plays a small role um, in, and if you don't need their skill set full-time, then you won't even notice that they're not there full time. Because if you had hired somebody full time for that role, they'd be doing something else that isn't really related to their role as a sales leader. There you go. Yeah, you end up when you are that full time person, it's almost like your hours get filled up with things that aren't even in your scope of specialty. Right. Just because you're like, well, I'm paying you for 40 hours, so you better be doing everything. You end up with people who multitask. You end up with people who do things they're not good at. You end up with people that are overpaid for what they're actually doing. Yeah, because they end up, you fill that space usually with lower level responsibilities. Correct. Yeah, that's that's very true that I think that, you know, these people need to understand our listeners need to kind of start to crack that egg open just a little bit more, let some more light in that many times that 40 hour a week person, you really got to ask yourself sometimes how many real hours are they focused on that one real specialty you need them to focus on and how much of those other hours are just filler hours. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think one of the keys for the, for this model to be more embraced um, is that we get VCs, private equity investors, board members, accelerator programs on board because they still teach what I call the old school. They teach and create pride in founders that they're scrappy, that they're multitasking, that they're doing everything themselves. 
but it isn't necessary anymore because you don't have to wait until you can actually pay somebody a fully loaded salary mm -hmm. of three or four hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, you can start bringing in expertise much sooner by fractionalizing the work and asking yourself how much of that particular skill set do I actually need today, mm -hmm. knowing that in three months, in six months, in 12 months, you can increase that because every fractional executive, especially in sales, will tell you that their core purpose is to work themselves out of a job. They want to be replaced by a full-time executive. Got it. So tell me a little bit about what you're loving at uh, FRAC 2023. <laughs> Everything. Ah, yay! It's, uh, <laughs> uh, yesterday, uh, the question was asked uh, in, uh, in the, uh, in the uh, Hive round that we had. And uh, my big takeaway was uh, affirmation. Nice. The, the affirmation that the things that... I tell people the things I hear were repeated over and over and over again by everyone who's here. So the this this community works. And for me as a firm, as a business owner in this ecosystem, I need this affirmation. Don't we <laughs> all? Because it would be really difficult for me to operate in a parallel universe. Right. Um, so that, that is the key takeaway for me. That is excellent. So what is the one thing you want to leave our listeners with? And then tell me how everybody can get a hold of you. <laughs> well, I hope that, uh, there are some listeners who are business owners yeah. and I really like them to think about, um, when they have a need for a skill set, how much of that skill set do they need? And then think about how you can take traditional roles and break them up, fractionalize them, and say, of a sales for of a sales leader, I need maybe twenty percent of somebody's time. So let's go out and contract twenty percent of a sales leader, and use the other eighty percent um, for another specialized function, so that you end up with a a little larger team but you end up with specialists as opposed to generalists. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's funny, a lot of times people talk about the unicorn candidate, yeah. right? The one who can do everything. I look at it as a Frankenstein unicorn because the chances of you having the same depth and breadth of understanding in one human, it's, I don't, I haven't found them yet. <laughs> They're about as rare as unicorns are amongst the entire startup universe. Yeah. How many are there? What's the percentage? Um, significantly less than 1%. Yeah, and don't Frankenstein the, the monster together. Just get the more people yeah. to help you build it with their specialties. Correct. Okay, how can people find you? Well, my name is far too difficult to spell, <laughs> so I just send people to our website, okay. Vendux. Uh, that's spelled V-E-N-D-U-X, and it's .org, Vendux.org. They'll find everything there. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the Fractional Edge. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Great Thank to you. meet you. Great to meet you.